0: As you guys know, Tiff and I are taking a little break before the new year, but we've still got you covered with some of our favorite Brown Ambition moments from 2021. All throughout this month, we're looking back at memorable conversations and breaking down the most important lessons we've learned this year. We can't thank you enough for sticking by us in what has become one of our biggest years for the show ever – so many amazing memories from this year, and I cannot wait to revisit some of them with all of you guys, our beloved BA fam.
1: Hey, 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 I always forget this is not the budget like, wait, we're back. We're black. And we're and, and bishop. Mm-hmm. Hey Mandra. Hey. I feel Ass. weird that I was just in your I, house know. Like two days I ago. know. Mandra came to my house and you got to meet my niece Pooh and my nephew
0: my nephew Pooh. I did. Well, first of all, it was so good to see you in person. It really was. And even with your gimpy shoulder, I you know. <laughs> I, had, I forgot about your gimpy shoulder, but I was like, I even before that, I was like, don't squeeze her too hard, and like give her a ring. <laughs> and, But it was really, really good to see you. It fed my soul to see yes. you. And um, you guys will see the, what we were up to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been almost six years, and we have not had a fresh new Luke, as they say, in yes. almost six years for the podcast. So we were mm-hmm. getting some new pics taken.
1: Yes, and honestly, they were they look fire. I'm just really excited because <laughs> no, they do because well, one, I brought in my makeup artist Leela Nema. Shout out to you, Lila. She's L I L I L A N E E M A on um on Insta. Honestly, she's great because she's fast, she's professional, and like you know, Mandy and I could not look more different, and yet the sleigh was uh was available and attainable for us both. You know. Yes. <laughs>
0: And I trusted her fully. I was like, because I had to go, you know, I was I, I live about an hour away from Tiff. And so I didn't know anybody locally. So I was like, I, but I've seen Tiffany, especially lately. And I'm like, she looks good. So I will trust <laughs> whoever has been doing her face. So Leela did it. And she's a, she's a true artist. And I don't yes. take makeup artists for granted. But she, yeah, like you were saying, I mean, she knows exactly what mm-hmm. medium you're using and how to make your face up for that medium. And yeah. six years ago, I did not have a Lila. I did not yeah. have money for Alila. I had, <laughs> I had my sad little drugstore makeup and makeup on the train on the way to Tiffany's apartment is how I did it. You know, that. and I looked at I
1: looked at the picture because I was like, did I get makeup done professionally? No, because I I know that eyeliner. That is a Tiffany special. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at it. I was like, oh my god, that's my Burt's my Burt's Bees lip gloss, and that's Aww. the eyeliner. I know. I was like, that that yeah. eyeliner is me. So yeah, neither one of us like had. Professional makeup done, and honestly, what I love about Leela, because you don't, we don't look, because you know she knew we wanted to look natural, but it just, we honestly, they just look really great. The pictures, every picture, and then Tanetta, I mean, you just, she's an amazing photographer. So yeah, black girl magic all the way, what? up and down, up all and the way. Down.
0: Like but Tanetta I mean, whenever you're around cover. Tiffany, you, you can't. Help Go ahead. You. I was like, whenever you're around you and the people you surround, <laughs> with, it's just all black girl magic. So <laughs> your sister, I met Tracy. Yeah, Tracy Alicia PR. <laughs> um, publicist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It was you so to fun. Be
1: like, and I'm surprised because honestly, my niece and my nephew they don't like people. The fact that like we always showing Mandy around the house and they were going room to room, and they're the type to be like, "Oh, there's someone afoot. Let me go hide in the corner." And they were just like in <laughs> there, like, "Hey, hey, lady." I'm like, "They must smell real on you." Because I'm like, "Oh, so you like <laughs> you like Miss Mandy?" Because y'all don't like nobody. <laughs> she looked like she got snakes. <laughs> <laughs> so no, that was really fun. We just honestly, I just it. Plus, it was just so empowering because. I'm not going to lie. Those pictures look so gorgeous. You know, you normally I'm just at home looking like how I'm looking, you know? <laughs> and mm-hmm. so when you get to take a photo and, you know, with like the best makeup, with this amazing photographer, and you look at every picture, these are untouched pictures, and you're like, is that moi? I mean, I hope Mandy posts this one picture that she has. It's like, I'm like, where is the L'Oreal? Where are, where is, I don't even know like who makes makeup anymore. It, it looks like, <laughs> for real, I was like, That's Mandy! The Kardashians? Oh. <laughs> no, no, but meaning like it looked like an ad. You look so beautiful. was like...
0: <gasps> it was coming from the inside. It was the joy. I really... Mm-hmm. And I was really down um, when we... When when I showed up, it was not the day in my life when I necessarily would have chosen to have an entire photo shoot and have to put myself on camera. Like I was, you know, ladies, you know, it was that time of the month. And uh, I was like, why did I plan this that, uh? But by the time I was... <laughs> By the time I had my my girl Stacy did my got my curls right in the morning and she lifted me all the way up. I was like a pile of mud in her in her chair. And I just shout out to, to Stacy for real, because she she started my journey back to myself. And then by the time you get with Tiffany and Tanetta with her photography, and then Leela with the makeup and all the good vibes, it really came from within. And it was uh yeah, it was just the joy, I think, of and also just being back together. You have that giddiness of like socializing again mm-hmm. <laughs> was it good. was it was good and i'm really glad that we we captured ourselves it's been a long time we've been talking about doing this for months and months and months mm-hmm. um and i'll be honest i used to be like yeah we don't really need a new pensioner because like i've i put on some weight since we did the first one but you know what screw it like I, I i think at a certain point you just have to accept yourself in the in the space that you are and i think my mind was really in a good place um yeah which made it even more fun. So I can't wait to see for y'all to see the, the pics and all the fun stuff we have coming up.
1: Yes. Speaking of minds and my mindset, so lately I have been really like, you know how like you hear all the like mumbo. It seems like mumbo jumbo. Like mindset, change your mindset, change your life, and you're like yeah 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 yada yada yada. Smarter smarter smarter. Yeah. Um, right? Because that's usually what I think, and I'm like, I mean, I know it. like I do believe like, you know, in a general principle, of course, if you're always thinking negatively, negative things come about. But I have been like, that's that's like kind of been the next wave. So um, y'all know I have a Zion, who's my executive business coach. But I also have Dr. Green, who's my who's my professional coach. And she's also a therapist. And so are you still
0: working with a business coach? mm -hmm. So. um, mm -hmm. Mm
1: hmm So we have a year contract. So it's up in November. If we decide to move forward, then we will. So I meet with him every other week and I meet with same thing. I meet with Dr. Green every other week as well. So one of the things that we've been working on, because we've worked on so many different things. And, you know, like me feeling more like in charge of my life and having the hard conversations. And, me, you know, I've been making progress if I do say so myself and I do say so myself. So <laughs> but the, the next kind of step is I've always known, not always known, but. You know how you know you have, like, I knew I had a limiting mindset because sometimes I just can't see a thing even though, like, for example, when we had Iman and um, Christina on. Oh, yeah, and
0: Christina the, and Iman, yeah. Yeah, from average yeah, Journey.
1: Um, journey mm-hmm. Remember that level of joy that they just exuded? Yeah. And I was like, I don't think I could get there because how do you get there? It's like sometimes I, it's like my mind used to really block that in order to be successful, I had told myself, because this is what the world tells you, that you have to work really hard. But then if you want to go to the next level of success, my assumption is, like, let's just say, like I told you all last year, my company crossed over the 10 million mark. And I was like, and then someone was like, well, what you're going to go to 20 million this year? And I honestly was like, I don't want to, because in my mind, it was so much work to get to the 10. The assumption for me was I have to do double the amount of work to get to the 20. And honestly, Mandy, I have purposely not been doing the work. And if I really look back at it, I remember even when the first time I got all A's in like third grade or something like that. And then my dad was like, great, you could keep this up. And I remember thinking like, I don't want to do the work required (laughs) in order to Mm -hmm. do it because I convinced myself that the more success, the more work involved. And so I've been trying to undo that thinking. And it's been really hard because the truth is, With the right foundation, I've been relearning that money is not hard to manage or make. It sounds like so crazy and like, of course it's hard to make. And I'm like, no, that's not true, Tiffany. If Jay-Z wanted to make a million dollars today, he can likely just pick up a call and do some sort of partnership and it would be worth a million dollars or more. Money with the right foundation is not hard to make. And even you might think like, oh, well, of course that's Jay-Z. No, no. But even me... I remember one time, like this was maybe like four or five years ago, we had partnered with this financial brand that I really liked. And they said, we're doing free um, investment plans. And they said, "Um, for every person, Dreamcatcher that gets a free investment plan, we'll give you 25 bucks. And I was like, okay. I, I I went through and I did the investment plan myself because I'm like, I'm not sharing it with Dreamcatchers unless I like it. And I liked it because I had just paid an investment advisor $1,200 and their plan that I did like online was so similar to his, I realized I wasted $1,200. <laughs> <laughs> so Gosh. that's, it made me say, I'm going to share it. So... Logan, who's my content writer, I was like, okay, Logan, let's share this, and 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 I said, share the story how I just paid for a plan, and it's it is I would say ninety to ninety five percent what I got what I paid twelve hundred dollars for this free plan, and we sent out that email, girl, in three days it generated about one hundred and fifty dollars, one hundred fifty thousand dollars. That's very and different. and that was okay. just you know what I mean. That's that was just one email. And since then, I mean, I've done partnerships with people. The last one that we did in a weekend we, we generated $700,000. And I I'm sharing those big numbers because even though we've done those things, I still was convincing myself the bigger the success, the harder the work. And that's not true because if that is so, then I cannot possibly work any harder than I'm working now. Does that mean I'm capped as how far that, with how far I can take you know whatever success i seek. So i've been trying to unlearn that like pattern and because i had been afraid to dream big because to me dreaming big meant working big and i don't want to work any harder. And mm-hmm. so i've just been like unlearning like you know that that um that mindset um and i'll give you an example of something where i finally realized like okay i think i i'm getting it. Like a, a um a college reached out to me and said, "Hey Tiffany, um, we love geeking with money. We bought it for our students, like our freshmen or whatever. Do you have any corresponding curriculum or a course? And I instantly got stressed because I was like, oh, great. So now after writing this book for a year and a half, now I got to write a course that's going to take me some more time and I don't have time and I'm so tired. I was already spiraling. And Dr. Green was like, okay, that is the example of that more success, college buys the course, more work for Tiffany. But is that true, Tiffany? And I was just like, she's like, is there any other instance in your life where there's a course that you did not have to write? And I was like, and I knew exactly what she's talking about. I was like, hey, yes. So if y'all know, I have my literature challenges. These are free courses that I have available to everybody at literaturechallenge.com. And the last three, I hired a course writer named Taylor, who's amazing. Taylor's been with me for like eight years. It started as an intern. that I, right? you know yeah. I taught her how to write, you know, Taylor. Yes, I taught her how to write courses. I taught her. Right. Great for a lending tree. Exactly. So Taylor's amazing. And then I thought, Tiffany, you already wrote the book. Why not just say, hey Taylor, here's the book. Please turn it into a course. And I was like, oh yeah. So I, I, <laughs> I messaged Taylor on Facebook. I think Taylor, Taylor lives like in uh in Europe somewhere because she's married now and has a baby. And I was like, um, hey Taylor, because I, I know before she wasn't doing work because she had just had the baby. I was like, Are you still doing work? And um she said, Yeah, I am now. The baby's a little older. And I said, um, I'm thinking about turning the book into a course. And then I got what I like to call a God nod, which is like when you're on the right track and you get a little nod, a little wink from the from God of the universe, whatever you believe in. And she was like, I already ordered the book. I have it already. I was like, oh. I was like, can you take a look at it and see what you, you know, like create a proposal to turn it into a course. So let's just say this college wants to buy the program for $100,000 and I do 10 colleges. That's a million dollars right there. And because I already had the foundation. So I'm trying to learn that you can grow without doing this extra heavy lift. And I just hope that that lands for someone that so many of us dream cheap and small because we have thought that like the more, the bigger the dream, the more the work, and that's not necessarily true, that your dreams honestly should be expansive, expensive and huge because dreams are free to dream. So why are we picking up our dreams at the dollar store? Like, no, have a huge dream because you'd be surprised. It likely is not as much work as you think. And dreaming small means that you also live a smaller life. And I'm just done with that way of thinking. I want to think like big and expansive like Iman and Christina where you can have all the things. They don't have twenty million dollars in their bank account and yet they are living it up in in in, in Portugal with their amazing daughters and having this amazing life. Like their dream didn't cost as much as you would think, and here they are, super happy. Me and Mandy felt their palatable joy on our on our. I don't remember what episode that was, but you guys should look it up. You can actually feel their joy, you know, over mm-hmm. over the the airways. So I just wanted to share that that like that mindset shift. How critical that is, and you know, yeah, yeah. I think we've all works.
0: had those times in our lives where we have let the fear of failure keep us thinking small. And Mm. I mean, for a lot of, for some people, it may just be a toxic personality in your life. I was just on uh, I just saw something like someone had quoted Lady Gaga giving an interview about an ex-boyfriend of hers who said she would never have a hit song and she would Mm. never do this, never win a Grammy. All of her dreams were dumb. And she told that person, you know, forget you. Um, I'm gonna, one day you're not gonna be able to go to the gas station without hearing one of my songs. And let I me, mean, of course, look at her now. She's phenomenal. And I think in our lives, you do have like the fit, like sometimes it is like an actual person, a parent or a partner or a spouse or a sibling or whoever is like your negative Nancy and always bringing you down and making you feel small. So you have to watch out for them. But you also have yes. to wait, watch out for, I think, what Tiff's talking about, which is your internal dialogue and mm-hmm. how you are speaking to your own self about your dreams and and what the stories that you're telling yourself about if you have the ability to achieve what you set out to achieve. And I couldn't agree more in the sense that you have a lot of control, even more control than you think over your own Mm -hmm. destiny, but you have to look at the fear and uh, and understand why you feel that way. And also know that you're honestly the only person who can change the way that you're thinking about Mm -hmm. whether it's your career or your relationship or the money you have in the bank there's so much that you can control, but there's also like physically that you can control, you know, what job you have and how much you're saving. And but it is your mindset and what you think is possible. And I'll tell you something like, I remember, I don't know, how many years ago was this? It was like 2014, 15, something like that. I was in like, I was in a lull in my, in my confidence and stuff. And I remember, I, I, I don't know if this friend remembers, but we were on like a nature walk or something like that. And I was like, you know what? Well, I'm going to write a book that just says, The power it's it's going to be called The Power of Mediocrity by Mandy Woodruff. And it's going to be a book all about how people are so unhappy because they keep trying to like achieve these crazy dreams and have the perfect partner and the perfect job. What if we just stop trying? And I was like really passionate. And this person looked at me and he was like, "Uh uh-huh, sounds like a good book. (laughs) People are definitely going to buy a book like that. But, I think it was just it was, and I think about that all the time, and I'm like, you I was i was it was indicative of my mindset at the time. Mm-hmm. I would not write that book today because I think that was just myself trying to give myself an excuse to be to settle for or not settle, but to be okay with what i what I had versus what I thought I would deserve or what I thought mm-hmm. I could achieve. I'm not going to say it was like a one and done conversation, but it's certainly i'm much I'm much smarter about it now and any anytime a new, Whether it's a career change or it's um, a new opportunity with Brown Ambition or, you know, something that comes up in my personal life, if it's new and scary and and unknown, I just try to keep a very open mind. There's no harm that can come from entertaining an idea and letting that idea, you know, being open to it. And if you have that energy of being open to possibilities, I truly feel like, and I don't want to get too granola-y, but you said the universe (laughs) earlier – I think you attract <laughs> stuff to you. You I'm do just when I'm you have you. the good energy and the good vibes, and it really does come from within. How do you get there, Tiff? Like, how do the people? How do you get there? You, for example, business coach, your life coach, therapist, life coach, therapist have have helped. Yeah, I I think for some, like, what would you say to people who were like, I just can't
1: get out of this funk. Like, how do I? So one of the things, I was mindset. talking to um, my friend, uh, Jessica, and I think her her energy is like, it's catch me if you can. So she's the first black woman to ever visit every country in the world. Okay. And yeah, she did it like two years ago. She's amazing. So I was talking to her and I was like, you know, like doing the whole like, I don't know. If I she's like, Tiffany, you're dope. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. She's like, girl, what? She said, I'm going to do for you what I do for my other friends. She said. Girl, I am virtually slapping you. Like, wake up. She's like, Look to the left and look to the right of you, Tiffany. Who do you see? Nobody. I was like, Oh, don't say that. She's like, I'm sorry. No, you've created a lane for yourself. It doesn't mean that, you know, that other people are not doing amazing, but this is your lane that you've created for yourself. What you're doing is amazing. Step into that. And I was like, I guess. And she's just like, No. She said, You know what? You forgot how to dream. I want you to do this activity. And I said, okay. And I want I think we should all do it collectively. When I tell you, it's so good. I was like, okay. So she said, I want you to do this activity five to 10 minutes. I want you to be someplace quiet, you know, beautiful. Maybe it's your park, maybe it's your bedroom, wherever. And either on on um, you could do it like on in a journal, piece of paper, or if you're someone who's a little bit more verbal, you might want to do a voice note. And for five to ten minutes, I want you to dream without hesitation or limitation. Meaning like, um, I want to have a, a house the size of Oprah. I want to have, um, you know, I want to have $20 million in my bank account. Like, like it, it, what it reminded me of is this weekend I had my, my niece and my nephew, Roman and Amelia. And I asked Amelia, I said, what do you want to do this weekend? And she said, I want to go to the farm. I want to go to the zoo. My friend Rihanna has like three cats and a dog. She said, I want to go to Auntie Rihanna's house to pet the cats and to see the dog. And then she said something that seemed so crazy, she said, I want to go t- to outer space. And I was like, what? She said, yes, Mars. I'm like, Mars? She said, yes, because it's red. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Because clearly she must have watched whatever on some show. And she just decided, oh, that looks cute. I want to be on this red planet. And I was just like, OK. And she said, I want to take a bubble bath. And I want to <laughs> do, do a picnic. And I was just like, and so Amelia is, well, she's not three. She's four. But really verbal. But I just remember thinking to myself, Like, that's the kind, that's, when you're doing this exercise, do it with, like, with a million energy. You want to go to the park, pet the dog, you know, have a picnic, bubble bath, Mars, everything, without hesitation, without limitation. Just let your, act as if you're your little self, your preschooler self that didn't have any limitation. Write it down, speak it if that's what works best for you. Because we have forgotten how to dream. Dame Dash that has his videos fun. that just came out, Mandy, that said, um, Sorry, he who? was like Dame Dash, you know, um, uh, oh, Jay-Z's okay. ex-manager. He was like, yo, y'all be out here dreaming cheap as if dream cost money. He said, yo, dreams are free. You know that, right? That $10 million <laughs> dream costs you the same amount of money to have that $100,000 dream. So like, why are, you, why are you going cheap on your dream when it's absolutely free? And that's what I'm wanting. And so that's one of the ways to start that, to open up that feeling inside you. You know, that like, let me dream big and huge. It's not about whether you're going to get it or not. You're just going to say the thing because if you can't dream the thing, you certainly cannot have the thing. It's very difficult to have a thing that you, that you have not, you know, um, at least thought about. So it starts really from there and it's just such a powerful lesson and tool, right? Because it's just, I promise you, if you dream small, you live small. Because one of the things you'll start to realize, I was talking to a young woman today who asked me to be her mentor. And she was, what was she asking me? She was saying, um, you know, like, well, I don't know if I can have that. And I said, you know, has anybody else ever gotten that? And she said, yes. And so I'm going to, because she was Nigerian as as well. And actually her name was, she's the only other Adochi I've ever ever met. My African name is Adochi and her African name is Adochi as well. And she was like... I said, you already know, like, what, what would a Nigerian tell you? She would be like, well, do they have two heads? My dad would say that. Like, <laughs> if I came home with a B and I was happy about it, he'd be like, oh, you're happy about this B. Did anybody get A? I'm like, oh, Mandy got an A. Oh, Mandy got an A. Does Mandy <laughs> have two heads? Because the implication there is, unless Mandy has two brains, why she out here getting A's and you ain't? Meaning A's were being given, sis. Go get you one. So, meaning that, like, people are making millions, sis. Go make you some.
0: Where's the line, though? Because we, I think we – I mean, just to be double's advocate, you can Mm – it can backfire in the sense of, you know, looking at other people and comparing yourself constantly and never being happy with what you've got. And I think the the pessimist that I was that, you know, in that nature walk when I was trying to sell this book idea about mediocrity, I think also there's a bit of – there's a bit of a lesson there in that sometimes it's like you want to dream big but you also have to dream, dream from a place of um like a positive mindset that you're happy with what you have like you're you're it's almost like you're you're comfortable and you are content but you're and you're not dreaming because you're not content with the co- what really matters like your core you know, your core self, like you know who you are, you have your family, you have friends, you have a
1: good support system. You know what I'm saying? Like we're so- not telling dreams are not like yeah. that. What when, when I said Amelia, what do you want to do this weekend? She didn't say, unlike, like, well, like my my friend from preschool. I know she's just pulling from the experiences. She she saw outer space on whatever Netflix things she was watching, was like, that seems cool. Wanna try that? So she she knew that Rihanna had a dog cuz we've been talking about it that seems cool wanna try that i think so the the key with dreaming it's not that you're looking w- at what mandy has to say i want it because mandy has it what you're looking at what mandy has it's the evidence that it exists you see what i mean meaning that wait there are people that have accomplished this that fills me with hope and joy it's doable it's doable
0: or if not, not that specific thing is doable, something as big, or your exactly, own version, your own exactly version of that. Of that.
1: Mm-hmm. Like you're so, not
0: trying to go move to Portugal. No, and, not at all. Like, and have a Ex- one-anchor garden like Christina and Iman. Yes. But
1: you're 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 yes. on your own journey toward because what it whatever looked like to me happy. is I I didn't like I'm not interested in moving to Portugal at all. But what I looked at Iman and Christina from our rich journey is what it made me realize is that. You it is possible to find that level of joy and have done the work and to leave it. Like Tiffany, you ain't gotta keep going if you don't want to. Like joy can be found. And and I just so it was I looked at them as the possibility of living in joy like that. Not that I wanted like their life, not at all, but I wanted to like they they gave me hope. Like this level of joy is possible in this crazy you know, just like topsy-turvy world where we're overworking, you get a badge for doing the most, here are people who are doing exactly what they wanted to do. They're not doing the least, they're not doing the most, they're doing the just right and are happy with it. So I yeah. So I want, yes, to, to mandate to your point, you're not using other people to make yourself feel bad. It's more so to give you the, the in the absence of hope, looking to say that there is a version of that life out there. Here's proof. Wow. It's accessible to me as well.
0: Hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. So it's just like, I just, you know, wanting that for us because I just, honestly, I'm more excited because honestly, Mandy, up until now, even though it doesn't seem like it because of so much has happened, I really pull back a lot. Like meaning that I could I could have accomplished much more, but I purposefully do less because I've attached with accomplishing more to working more. So I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do less. No, 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 and even more Work so now.
0: Smarter, not harder.
1: Exactly. Right? I want to do go deep instead of wide. Like Tiffany, how do I do accomplish more while doing less? It is more than possible. And now that I've opened up my mindset, all of a sudden, Mandy, like literally, there are things that have been there. I've been I've known Taylor eight years. I'm just now thinking of her, you know, like, wait, all these solutions have been here that I'm just now, because I'm shifting my mindset, I'm tapping into already existing solutions. Like almost all that you're wanting is right there in front of you. But because of the state of your mindset, you can't see them. Not because they don't exist. Not because you have to stretch extra far and wide. It's your mindset has blinded you to the solutions that are right in front of you. And so I'm excited because I don't have to do much more. Just tap into what's already there. And I'm like, oh my goodness, Tiffany. This has been here all this time, all this time.
0: I'm kind of smiling because... (laughs) I kind of want to break into this one song on Sesame Street that comes on all the time. And it's so simple, but I'm saying I think Sesame Street's having a very good impact on my – I love that show. I never (laughs) watched it as a kid. I was more into like Barney and, I don't know, Arthur, Power Rangers, whatever. But it those messages hit, okay? And this one song is – it's very simple, the lyric. It's – God, am I really going to sing this? Okay, fine. I'm that parent now. Do it. Do it. It's (laughs) – I'm not gonna sing it, but the lyric is I wonder what if let's try. That's the hook. And then the message is when you have a problem to solve, what do you say? You wonder, I wonder what if let's try. And always it's a it's it's a frustrating problem. But a lot of people, and I think this was in your book too. <clears throat> not that I, you know, I read it, <laughs> just letting you know <laughs> most of it. So the the piece of it is like people can get stuck in the um in the mess, you know, or the problem or the challenge. And I think the anecdote is about your mom being a paper towel person. Yes. Like, yeah, there's a mess, but let's actually do something. And that message in Sesame Street Song too is just, it's such a simple message. And I'm sure if you had asked someone, like an adult, what do you do when you have a problem? They'd be like, yeah, you'd figure out how to fix it. But in the moment, I think there—I think the difference between people who are successful and, and think big and, and achieve big things is that they don't let themselves get lost in that misery stew whenever, Mm -hmm. you know, when there's a problem or there's a challenge or it seems like the stakes are against you. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've got to be, you've got to build that mental resilience. Yes, You've got to. And when I say, like, I have had some of the biggest knocks in my life the past couple of years, but I have bounced back like lightning. And I look around and I'm like, that's because I have been building the infrastructure of mental, physical, and Uh, emotional well-being and resilience and through therapy, through focusing on my sleep, through through physical activity, like getting back really into good physical shape, through having joy, like spending time getting really clear on what I value and spending time doing those things, being outside, gardening, playing. Like I play like an eight-year-old child every day because of my kid. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. I know I was late to the podcast. I was walking in the woods, digging in the dirt with my son. <laughs> like, I know I called Mandy like, um, "You were like, I'm in the woods. I'll I'm be like, is funny. <laughs> the street lights aren't on yet, so we're outside playing." You know, I I'm. It. I just and I think that the, that was. And thank God. But I, I'm like, no matter what, I genuinely can feel that now. The worst thing can happen, and it will be terrible. But I will overcome it, and that knowledge makes me braver. And I mm-hmm. think. The choices that I've made have gotten bigger and scarier, but I'm, I know I'm, bra- I know I have a soft place to land because I've got nice. like my, you know, I've got my survival kit and it's not mm-hmm. money and it's not canned food. I mean, those <laughs> things are nice. Okay, fine. That's a lie. I do have my emergency <laughs> fund, which is very, 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 very nice and important. Yes. But I also have my husband who gets on my nerves, but he's always there for me when I'm really down and my, my baby. And I have my, you know, good relationships with my siblings and very quality. Uh, friendships. Mm. And of course, my partnerships like Tiffany, I mean, you're also a friend, but you're a partner and someone I can, you know, lean on. And and I know that you talk about financial wholeness in your book, but I, that's kind of the message too. You know, what's in your, How how are you becoming more resilient to challenges so that when you're facing with those challenges and maybe when you're in like a negative thought spiral and your mindset's not right, who is it that's around you to help you, you know, snap out of it and get back to your your place of positivity so you can really hit your, you know, reach your full potential.
1: Honestly, one of the best gifts I ever gave to myself, like, so I'm 41 now, but right before my 40th birthday, I said, Tiffany, enough already. And I got rid of the very last of my bully friends. Remember we talked about that early? Like, you know, bully friends. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's like, you know, people who you're like, that's my friend, but you're like, they kind of don't treat me that great. And you're like, wait, why are they here? (laughs) Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to stand up for myself. I didn't know how to say, "Hey, don't say that to me. Don't treat me that way." And so, I I was I had always since elementary school, not most of all my friends would be great, but I always had one friend that I allowed to bully me, and it would get worse year after year. And finally, at 40, I was like, "Okay, you're the last of the Mohicans, and you have to go." And it was not easy. But it was so liberating, and when I tell you instantly, like I felt lighter. I remember I was so afraid of like, what's gonna happen, and am I gonna miss this person? And I can honestly say I don't. Like I don't, not even a little bit. Maybe a kiki here and there, but no. You know, they took way more than they gave. Um, yeah. It was it was you know, and I but I added to that you know uh, unfortunate relationship because I allowed it, and so I'm just so so. What I have around me now, that safe space to live. every friend I look like is just this beautiful soul. I look at my friend Rihanna, the one who designed my home. She's just the kindest person. Her and her husband, Jermaine, they're like me and um, my husband's first like couple friend. You know, we're like, the guy actually likes a guy, the girl likes a girl, and the guy likes a girl. Like, literally, like, all around. We're like, we love each other. So <laughs> our <the> first <laughs> full-fledged couple friend, and they're amazing and kind and giving. Well, my husband, you already know, is awesome. Like Mandy got to see him in his super tall self. <laughs> Forgot how tall he was, <laughs> yeah. and he was so happy to see Mandy. Like, oh, it's Mandy, <laughs> yeah. and so. But him hey, he... and the kids just
0: following us around. Yes, What's <laughs> i doing.
1: And just like, but you know, just kind and and generous, and and my friend Cabral. Same thing. When I really look at. The reflections of myself that I see out there, it's, I have the kindest, most generous friends. I've always had good relationships with my sisters, thank goodness. So that's always been there. Um, but it's even like probably better and tighter now. My parents were in a really good sp- space and place. We didn't always have like the greatest relationships because, you know, teenage years, woof, with was a lot. If I do say so myself, and I do say so myself. <laughs> And even into my 20s, it was a lot. And plus they were so strict. So, but now, you know, as adults, as an adult, you know, I've come to really appreciate them and understand some of that strictness and understand why. But we've, we have such a great relationship now. And so my self my, my place to land, definitely my relationships and just how amazing they are. But what I've really learned, and I had to remember this because I had this down pat that I lost it. Like when I first started the budget Nista, I did a lot of reading and I was reading some random article about the mindset shift from becoming a millionaire to a billionaire. Don't ask me how I found this article, but I remember being really curious because they found that they had interviewed all these billionaires and they had interviewed all these millionaires and they found that billion- the way billionaires dealt with challenges was completely different. They welcomed them and were almost joyful by them. Joy like joy like joy filled literally by them. And I thought Huh? And I remember actively practicing that. And here's why. Because the billionaire saw the challenge as a clear indication that they were moving from one place to the next. That it wasn't the challenge itself. Like, dang, this really sucks. It was like, wait, am I growing? Yes, I'm finally leveling up to the next level because this challenge is an indication of that. And I just remembered that I used to actively practice that, Mandy, that like, the website is down. Yes. That means we have so much traffic. We need to level up. You know, yeah. we need a new email list. Yes. That means we have so many people on the email list. This no longer works. So I used to, in the beginning with the Budget I was really good at making that connection that like you know, a challenge happens, it's a good thing because it meant growth. And then somewhere along the way, I forgot. (laughs) And I started to look at every challenge. Like I normally look at challenges as, oh, my life is over. You know? (laughs) So that's what I would say that I am rediscovering that back again to look at challenges as a clear marker that you are shifting from where you said where you say that you are to where you're wanting to be. And that this is just the challenge is just this little rough patch that it's the line of demarcation for growth. I was here, now I am here. This is super exciting. And so like, yeah, yeah, those are the things that, that, you know, kind of put a little pep in my step. Mm
0: -hmm. I love this conversation and um, it's an important one to have. Um, What also gives me a pep in my step these days is that I got my Second dose of the vaccine, and it feels like Ooh. this fan- pandemonium is finally over. And <laughs> if and if nothing else, you guys can like build resilience by knowing y'all made it almost, almost through a pandemic. Mm. We have all at least got that on our resumes now. Survived, was resilient enough to survive, and you know make it through a pandemic. And that was a huge, huge challenge for so many people. So whether you wanted to or not, you were challenged this year, and you know celebrate that and and get strength from that knowledge. Because even if you didn't quote unquote win the pandemic, you know, by losing the 30 pounds and getting whatever, you know, learning your languages or, you know, le- learning how to knit or whatever activity you were supposed to, you know, become a cook or bake bread, you know, just making it through, you have become more resilient. And even just trying to see the, yeah, flip the mindset, flip the mindset. It's a positive thing. It's mm-hmm. not always easy. It's not always easy, but the people around you, they will help you get yes. there when you are in that negative thought spiral. And I will tell you, if there are negative people around you, they will thrive on that. They mm-hmm. will thrive on it and they won't help lift you out of it. So really look at look at yes, people around you also the, you know, the thoughts in your own head and how they may be holding you back and and just know that it's an ongoing process, right? It's not like, you know, I when there's a when there is another. You know, when I lose my confidence, which will probably happen at some point, you know, down the road, I will be able to lean on my support team, you know, support system to build me back up. So you have to you just uh, just anticipate the the life rainy day that it's going to happen, you know, and really try to make yourself ready for that moment. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, this was great. This is a little boost, a little boosty boost. That's a little that boosty that boost. boost.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Second vaccine dose. And I feel okay. I'm, I, I'm. I'm pretending like I didn't get it because I just don't want to feel I know you can feel really fatigued and like some people get really actually they feel sick, but I'm just like just keep going, going, going. Go to the park, play, pretend like nothing's wrong. But um I'm really I feel so relieved. Yeah. It feels really good. It feels like the start of a new a new year. Tiff, you gotta get some some other people feel good Mm
1: -hmm. and take some questions.
0: Okay, fine. I was just about to tell you to get your vaccine. <laughs> I know.
1: I am going to get my vaccine. You're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> No, I am. Because I, I was telling y'all, like, I'm starting back with IVF. And I just called my doctor. And I was like, should I get it before? She's like, yes, girl. So I, um, oh, before good. they okay. do. Yeah. hmm So I'm going to get it uh, in the next couple of weeks. Because how long do you have to wait between, Mandy? 20, you have to wait? Like a
0: few weeks. I got mine April 5th. And today is April 24th. Finish, no, but is there, like, finish. a minimum
1: amount of time that you wait between that? Yeah,
0: it's three weeks, I think, 21 Ooh, days so or I gotta,
1: something like I, that. All oh, right, then I got to hurry up because, okay. No, yeah, so if important. you're
0: if you're planning, like, a vacation or something, mm-hmm. you definitely want to, like, be in the same place for at least a few weeks.
1: No. There's some, well, no, yeah. I, you, yeah so what, no, what's that? Cause, no, because I, like, with, like, it, like with, like, I'm on a cycle right now, and, like, tentatively speaking, there might be implantation, like, like June 6th. So I'm like, ah! I need to get on it now because I want to have the vaccine before, you know,
0: like before that all goes down.
1: Yes, because mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I, I won't be able to. Okay, so it's good to know. So I'm like, oof. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call tomorrow. There's a bunch of places in Newark. I think they even just like have you just go, um, uh, like, it's uh, really easy to get an appointment now. Yes, that's what it's I've heard. So I'm definitely. Everybody. Okay, so I'm gonna get my first fax latest next week because sis needs to make sure we can put this baby ready.
0: Get this baby <laughs> <together>. <laughs> okay, but we will get to some questions though. Um, let's take a quick break and be right back with your questions. Hey BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. All right, y'all. We are back. Before we get into questions, let me just do a quick a quick promo for an event that's happening. So this podcast is publishing Wednesday morning. So Thursday, we are doing an event with the Nineteenth, which is an amazing nonprofit news organization run, founded by and run by brilliant minds, uh, brilliant women, founded the Nineteenth, and they report on everything at the intersection of politics, race, the economy. They go there. And Tiffany and I are joining them for a live event on Thursday at 1 p.m., I believe, Eastern Time. Check out the link in our show notes and register to get your spot at this event. We're talking about how you can be financially resilient in the face of this pandemic. So definitely check us out in support. Let's show them that BA FAM is always there to support, okay? Even though you'll hear from us every week, um, it'd be great to, to show the 19th that our BA fam shows up for us. So Hit yes. up the show notes and register, and we'll see y'all there.
1: Plus, it's free. Did she mention that? Uh,
0: free nine, <laughs> free, free ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, let's get into the questions right now. We have hit up our Instagram again. Y'all can reach us on IG. We are at Brown Ambition Podcast. Just shoot us a DM with your question or hit us up via email, Brown Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> you can also call call us and leave a voicemail. If you'd like our number where you can call or text is in our show notes. So check it out there. Alrighty. First question. Hey ladies, I just started listening to your podcast and I love all the content. Thank you. I wanted to submit a question in hope of getting your input. My fiance and I have paid off over $60,000 of debt and have $40,000 left. That's about $13,700 of student loans and $30,000 that we have for a truck loan. We want to buy a house in about a year, but we haven't started the saving process since we've been so focused on paying off debt. Do y'all think we should continue to get our debt total down before saving or just go full on into saving mode? So that's, first of all, amazing. $60,000 of debt down. Doesn't mention having any savings at all. Mm -hmm. So we don't know if there's like if they're building on top of a cash cushion, but we can make some assumptions, like let's assume they don't have anything saved and um, are wanting to start from scratch saving from a house. But they have two types of debt left, 13 k student loans and 30 k for a truck loan with an undisclosed APR. I was going to say,
1: what's the interest rate? I'm assuming yeah. the student loans, let's make the assumption that your student loans are federal, so the interest rate is like, you know... Relatively non-existent nominal. now until September. <laughs> exactly. You don't have to pay.
0: Yeah, you don't have to pay student loans. You don't have to pay federal student loans, or any an interest stop has stopped accruing, thanks to the CARES Act through the end of September. So really, no one has to pay loans. So let's yeah, if we pretend that those are gone, then it's the thirty k yes. for a truck loan.
1: And I don't know. You know, you know how it is with uh with trucks. I mean, with them car loans, it could go either way. She could yeah. be double digits. She could be three percent. Um, yeah. So I... But, no, you go ahead. You know, here's the thing. My stance on debt versus savings, it's never debt versus savings. I feel like me and Manny are always like debt and savings, you know, because saving, especially because it doesn't... I mean, we don't know what the APR for the for the truck loan is. APR, your annual percentage, your annual percentage, wait, annual rate. percentage rate. Look, I'm like, yeah. there's an R. <laughs> basically, <laughs> basically, the interest rate that you're paying on that that truck. My assumption is because you don't have a credit card debt, which is great. So you, I'm assuming you don't have crazy interest rates. And even if you, if you did, I, saving to me is your first line of defense. It's like the lock on the door, you know, on the screen door at that. So someone has to bust through the screen door, then get to the regular door, then get to the chain lock. You know what I mean? And
0: mm-hmm. so...
1: I really I'm a big proponent of having some savings and not sacrifice savings just for for to-, to get toward debt freedom that it can happen and should happen at the same time. Now, if you're saying that you're wanting to save for paying down a house to, to buy a house. Now, that's different because they're saving for like, you know, like emergencies and saving for goal. Because here's my worry. Let's just say you're like, oh, OK, I'm going to save as we pay down our our loan, and then we also save for a house, and you're able to get a you know a decent loan for the house, so then you use your your savings f- to buy the house. So now you're back at no savings again. So that's a concern that you should be like, but for set the house to the side for a moment. And if you are going to save, I want you to concentrate that you're saving for emergencies while also paying down your debt. Now anything you know anything above and beyond that, you can also save too for buying a house, but you shouldn't be looking at the savings that you're setting aside just for the house. You should also have an emergency fund stashed away, especially if you get a house. I mean, Manny and I will tell you, in a minute now, things just be going haywire. Like, wait, what do you mean the plumbing? Wait, Dude, what do you I, mean it's Why back? did
0: you say plumbing? Because that's, that's always what it is. And it's always before you have a bunch of guests over, the toilet overflows, <laughs> like it did for us that 4th of July last year, the year before that. Mm. $500 mm. to get someone to unclog it. Emergency on a holiday. Okay, sorry, go ahead.
1: No, no, go ahead. No, because you know what I mean? So, like, I think a lot of people forget that. There are levels to savings, it's not just savings to eventually. That's like almost like that kind of savings to me, I call it delayed spending. So you save, 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 then you use it all for a thing. Well, you've just delayed the spending. You also have to save for saving sake, meaning save for mm-hmm. this is my first line of defense. This is a lock-on-the-screen door that someone has to get through before the next door can be can be breached and the next thing can be breached. Like not enough people have an- enough money set aside for that. And if 2020's Pantene commercial pandemonium taught us nothing is the value of having like that first line of the fence lined up. No matter how little that is, it can give you a little bit of room. Pantene commercial. That's a new one. <laughs> haven't heard. Uh,
0: I was going to say that, you know, if you're not paying your student loans anymore, you could divert that payment to savings. Um you know call it your emergency fund that you're building up while you don't have to while you don't have the obligation of paying off your student loans there's really no incentive right now to make payments on federal student loans you're not saving any money on interest because there is none and you don't have to like there's no there's no there's actually a cons to paying them and the con is that you know you could potentially be earning more by putting your money elsewhere even if it's in a really you know a regular savings account that has very little interest. Um, it's still more than zero. And also it's giving you that added protection. So if you're going to be putting money toward loans that you don't have to, that you're not paying interest on and not putting it toward savings, that could potentially save you if you you know, have a, a financial challenge that pops up. It's just smarter to put it away in savings. It's going to protect you. So you could do that, just divert what you would have been paying toward your student loans to savings, And I would also point out, you know, if you're thinking about taking out a mortgage for your future home, and you're talking about saving just for the down payment, they're not going to want to see that this down payment is going to bankrupt you. And they're also going to give you a better rate if you have lower debt to income ratio, which is, you know, how much your monthly debt payments are versus your monthly expenses. So it behooves you, SAT word, um, it behooves you to try to pay. You know, down some debt, and also have some cash left behind, liquid cash, so that lenders are willing to, you know, let you borrow money um, at all, or even at a more affordable rate than others. Something to to consider, but Mm -hmm. it's definitely attainable to Mm -hmm. buy a house. Um, And it sounds like you guys are really good at budgeting. I would just say, less money throwing it away at debt, and more towards that savings fund. Okay. Mm. How about this one? We've been getting more and more questions about financial advisors, but this listener says, do you have any recommendations for financial advisors? I started with DR. If you don't know who that is, then <coughs> well, whatever. You don't need to know. Forget about it. <laughs> um, for financial education, but realized it helps, but I'm looking for something better. I'm currently working with a, quote, smart Vester Pro, quote, which is basically an advisor that follows DR's principles. Any advice or info? A smart
1: Vester Pro. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think we both like, where did, did you find Helen? Did you find her at the XY Planning Network? Is that what you found?
0: Oh, Helen. Yeah, that was years ago. As I feel like XY Planning is still around. At the mm-hmm. time, it was very focused on literally oh, Generation yeah. X mm-hmm. and Y. And it's a network of fee based, or it was at the time. Yeah, I'm looking at the, yeah, so all the advisors on their network are fiduciaries, which means they have to work at your best interest, offer virtual services, no commissions. They're not focusing on selling you products like mm-hmm. insurance. They have a CFP license. So, yeah, it's still around, and that's where I found Helen. But I actually interviewed, I think th- we, my husband and I interviewed three different people, and we mm-hmm. settled on Helen after doing those interviews. But, yep, XY Planning.
1: And there's also one called... Um the National Association of Personal Financial Advisors. It's like N-A-P-F-A. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also this fee-only network. So if you go, this is a slight book plug, but not really. But if you go to getgoodwithmoney.com, there's this little button that says GGWM toolkit. So because in inside like chapter 10, I talk about picking your money team and how I found my financial advisor. So definitely go to XY Planning Network. I put that link there the National Association of Personal Financial Advisors, and there's also the Fee Only Network. But that's not why I want you to go there because you could just go to those websites. I want you to go there to click that button because I created this worksheet called the My So-Called Financial Life Template. And I used the template to create like... So how I find my financial advisor, Angeline, is I created kind of like this template of like my myself and my husband, like what our financial life looked like. Because I found myself when I was interviewing people, forgetting like, oh, I forgot to tell them this, and I forgot to tell them that. But then, once I created this kind of template for myself, I was able to email it to them before we had our talk, so I would not forget to say like, oh, by the way, these are our goals. This is what how much we have saved. This would, it's just, it was just like such a great, um, like resource. Um, so yes, go ahead and meanwhile. I'm clicking it now. And I'm like, is it not going? Let me just tell Danielle. <laughs> no, but, Sounds but no, like a good challenge that you can <laughs> uh, overcome, Tiff. <laughs> no, but no, but I think that that is, um, yeah, I just, I think that it's really, it's important to have some sort of like, I don't know, like I wanted to have something in front of me. So as I interviewed them, they could see one, because it was like 20 people that I reached out to and I I gave them kind of like that document so they could disqualify themselves if I wasn't going to be a fit. And then of the, like, 20 people I sent it to, like, I think, like, maybe, like, 12 were like, oh, yes. And then I ended up whittling it down to Anjali. But she had so much of the information that she that she normally would ask was in that doc. And it just was so helpful. So I suggest that, that yes, my my so-called financial life, it, it, is, it was such a, like, like I said, that doc really just was everything. So so check that out. We'll put the link in
0: our show notes. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Well, thank you all so much for your questions. Hit us up, Brown Ambition Podcast at gmail.com, and you can find us all up in the socials, but especially on Instagram these days. Brown Ambition Podcast on IG. Ta-da. No, but okay. to figure out how to put their money in the market and set it and forget it and be at peace with that because you know Betterment has got you covered with their automated investment and savings app. Their technology is gonna give you advanced tools that are built to help you maximize those returns. All you gotta do is visit betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at betterment.com. Investing involves risk, performance not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Security. Securities. Betterment is not a bank.
1: And now it's time to boost or break or boost or break or boost. All right, let me look at my old document. Let's see. What do I have here? Um, so I wanted to... Did we ever talk about Patrice Colors and, like, the trouble that she was having with them? No, we have not. So I want to boost Patrice Cullors. Not she on the is, show anyway. She's one of the co-founders of Black Lives Matter. And, unfortunately, a lot of news outlets, including, unfortunately, Black news outlets, were dragging her for having the audacity to earn an income. Um, it was truly it, asinine. Yes, so I mean, and I mean, I I'm trying to separate because I know Patrice, and I have like I remember like um uh, sh- uh, Black Lives Matter had been awarded with the Sydney Peace Prize, which is super prestigious peace prize, and I went to Australia and, and I went with her to Australia when she was she um, was accepting it on behalf of Black Lives Matter, and when I tell you the I don't know that I know anybody that is more passionate about Black Lives. <laughs> You know, than uh, Patrice and how she has dedicated literally her life and puts her life on the line. Like the number of like death threats and the number of just like it's crazy how they come for that woman. And so people were mad because they're like, what? You have a house in California. Meanwhile, that's worth. I don't remember what it was like, you know, five hundred thousand dollars or one point two million dollars. I don't think people understand if you don't live on the coast uh, my little rinky-dink house in in Newark, New Jersey, is worth about four fifty. It's not something special. I mean, it's a nice, cute house, but meaning that on the coast, what's one point two million dollars in California looks like a regular house. Like I saw that house, I was like, "This is what y'all mad at." It's because of where, because of coastal living, it's way more expensive. Like, do you understand, like, there are people in New York whose literal, you know, one bedroom, two bedroom apartment might be $6,000 and it doesn't look like, it looks like a college dorm room. Like, so what is relatively expensive to like, you know, in the Midwest is not expensive. I mean, it is expensive, but that's, you're just not going to get anything less than that, especially in California. I mean, New York, New Jersey is already bad, but California is literally insane. And... Patrice is an author. Her book, because um, I remember um, uh, when um, when we were, because I had met her at Essence Fest at first. And I remember she had just written a book, When They Call You a Terrorist, a New York Times bestseller. It sold tons of copies. I can tell you as someone who got a book deal, I promise you her book deal was bigger than mine. And mine was just under seven figures. Me, with my first book. like And so Patrice, who was huge, I mean, she's still huge, but at that time. So I can only imagine what her book deal was. So let's get that clear. Two, like Patrice is an artist. She has, she's had all of these other ways to bring an in income for herself. We cannot ask the people who serve us to also be a martyr to for brokenness. Like you all, y'all already know I'm not with it. Like I'm here to be the budgetista to serve my community. But sis wants to be wealthy as well. Because like, I don't, I just like, I'm done with that. Like when I first started my business, I thought that I'm like, well, I don't want to charge and I don't want to this because I ought not to have, because if I'm going to be of service, that's garbage. The more that I have, I pour from my overflow. The more resources that I have, the better I show up for y'all because I'm not broke is why I'm able to do so much for free because I'm not worried about money. And so I just wanted that to be, it's almost like a boosty breaky, a boost for Patrice, but a break for y'all tried it, not y'all, but y'all. Um, yeah. That like asking our leaders to suffer in brokenness. And then, you know, some of these very outlets putting her her address online. I mean, she already was receiving death threats, putting her life and her family at risk. I just, when she has already put her life on the line um, in in response to Black Lives Matter. One, like, so if you, like, there's this great, um, his name is Matt Mc- McGory, M-A-T-T-M-C-G-O-O-R-Y on Instagram. And I love it because he posted this letter, a statement on false and dangerous stories, right? So he, he said, um, the following statement is issued by Black Lives Matter Global, um, the foundation, in response to the false and de- um, defamatory Defamatory, the defamatory the article yep. being am- amplified by right wing media. <clears throat> Patrice Colors is the executive director of Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation. She serves in this role in a volunteer capacity. This is from Global Black Lives Matter. Does not receive a salary or benefits. Patrice has received a total of one hundred and twenty thousand dollars since the organization's inception in two thousand thirteen. It is now two thousand twenty-one. He wrote this April twelfth, two thousand twenty-one. How many years is that, Mandy? That is. When was it founded? Just two thousand thirteen. Seven, eight years. Eight years. So <laughs> what is one hundred twenty thousand dollars divided by eight years? Let me let's do the math. It's not
0: very much. It's less it's, than ten thousand dollars a year.
1: I mean. And so this says, for duties such as serving as a spokesperson and engaging in political education work, Patrice did not receive any compensation after 2019. Stop. To be abundantly clear, it says, as a register 401c3, that this organization cannot and did not commit any organizational resources toward the purchase of personal property by any employer volunteer. I mean, I just... And he goes on to say Patrice's work for black people over the years has made her and others who align with the fight for black liberation targets for racist violence. So it's just really, really because I can see in her face. Because Patrice, honestly, if you despite all the BS, she is funny and joyful and lighthearted. I mean, she is silly. And to see her like fighting for her life on Insta, like I've messaged her several times and just make sure she's okay, but to see I can see the fear in her face and I see a little bit of the light dim because it's she's expecting it from the right wing, but for him, from her own people coming for her, it's unconscionable. And I just can't imagine putting my life on the line for the very folks who are now putting my life in danger because of lies. And so I just wanted to give her an extra, if you want to read it for yourself, I encourage you to do so. Matt, M-A-T-T-M-C-G-O-R-R-Y on his Insta. It was posted on like, I think like, I don't know, like in April sometime, but you can go and read that letter. I think it's important for everybody to see it, to read it. And um, yeah, she is yeah. just an incredible woman who, despite all of this, still stands in service to black people. So This story, I mean,
0: I texted you Tiff when I saw it. I was like, what the absolute like what? It was it was I'm still so angry on her behalf because there is this expectation especially if you're a black woman that you're not that you're supposed to give everything but not get anything. That the image of you they want to see is someone who is on their knees crying because their son or brother or husband or nephew was was killed or, you know, or with a handout, you know, looking for something They don't want to see you succeed. And it is really sad proof that there is still a a lot of audience out there who wants to proliferate this image Mm -hmm. of Black women, Black people, you know, suffering but not thriving. And especially for someone who's given so much, I was – I don't even know Patrice, but I was offended on her behalf. And um, so I'm glad you – I'm really glad you brought this up. And as a former journalist, I will tell you it was the the wackest – thinnest piece of internet crap I've ever, like garbage. And as a, as a, as a, anyone who even has a modicum of journalism education would never have published that story. And I'm mm-hmm. really sad for black journalists because, you know, as any black professional, when you're out there in the world, you're, you have such a razor thin, uh, margin margin for error. So when one of us as a black journalist as a black journalist out there posting filth like that and nonsense, um, with, terrible sourcing or lack of sourcing and no story at all. Like even a tiny bit of fact checking could have found there was no truth to this. When you publish that, you, you know, you're making it harder for other black journalists to be taken seriously. And so that is what I'm offended by. She made me want to like do a talk at the next National Association of Black Journalists Conference. Like we got to do better out here. And yeah, it was pure, pure garbage. And I I hope that a lot of people out there are, are smart enough to, to look at where stories like that come from on the internet and question it and, and be critical and think critically about stories that we hear about, um, our leadership because they, they, when you succeed as a black woman, that's when they're most fearful of you. Mm -hmm. And that is when they start putting out lies to bring you down. And even though I don't know her, I feel like that could be me. That could be, I'm sure it has been Tiffany people don't want to see Tiffany do well, you know? They want they they like especially when it's your peers. I'm sure there's there's people who who you know, we were talking about earlier would rather see you struggle to make themselves feel better and anyway, I my heart goes out to Patrice. I hope she's okay. Um she has done such good work and go and get your houses, girl. Get all the houses. Yes. You have every right to get your houses. How many billionaires? Like do you want to talk about how many billionaires? Girl. Give away money to 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 nonprofits and 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 all their philanthropic good deeds, and then turn around and, you know drive gas guzzling cars and and have the audacity to go shopping for expensive things and have watches and and jets and stuff. like get out of here. Like it's just complete and utter nonsense. and she did not deserve it um, for a minute. and I hope that she I hope that the light has not dimmed for too long um, because she has done so much good work and she needs all the support. That she deserves right now. Mm -hmm. What was my boost gonna be? Oh, I know. Hold on, my computer just (laughs) died. (laughs) Went away. Well, really quick, because that was that was I joined in on that one, but I wanted to shout out. Thanks. I wanted to shout out um, this young woman. And I I wanted to shout this out, Tiffany, because I can't stop thinking about your nephew, Roman, and how he just has this big kid genius energy. (laughs) Big, like, I mean, he was just fascinating to watch. I could have just, I didn't want to be weird, but I was just like really (laughs) wanting to observe him he's a mathematical genius. And I saw this story about a young girl who's 12 and how she's attending college this year. Her name's Elena Wicker, and she's soon-to-be college student, and she wants to be the youngest Black woman to ever work for NASA. Mm. And she was recently featured in People Magazine. And I just wanted to share this little, this little bit of Black excellence. Um, and her mother... Diane McWhorter said one of the signs that her child was gifted was she would always organize Legos by color and by size and very strategic. And if you took one of her Legos out of the set, she knew one of them was missing. Yes. Um, But that she's still goofy and she's always, you know, she's had a sense of humor but would like build these crazy, you know, like the Millennium Falcon out of Legos and like all these things. So um, shout out to Elena and Black Girl Excellence and – also, shout out to Roman, because I feel like he might be like a people.com
1: black excellence story one day. I always think, like, I used to, because you know, teaching for so long, I used to always like, the joke was, that ain't no regular baby. That's what I would always say. I'm like, mm-mm. He was one and a half <laughs> talking about octagon, oval. I'm like, what? And I used to talk to her, I'm like, mm, sis, that ain't no regular baby. Because, you know, that was her first. So she's like, I don't know. Don't one and a half year olds <laughs> name all the shapes? I'm like, no. And if they do, they certainly don't know octagons from hexagons. Sis. No. Yeah. And like even now, like, you know, Roma telling time. I didn't I didn't know how to tell time until I was like in fifth or sixth grade. He's five. <laughs> yeah. He's telling time. He's doing multiplication and addition, reading like all these like signs. Like when we walk down the street, I was like, I'm thinking like he's gonna read the first two lines. It was like, no, it said something like it was like a parking site, no parking, police track. This boy, no parking. Police towing. I'm like, cause he never heard of towing, but he's like, I can sound it out. F five. Oh my I was god. Like, yeah. So, I always tell her, she that ain't no regular baby," cause she, she was worried. Because if, for you parents, if you are not up on number blocks and alpha blocks on um on Netflix, sis, you late. It is. As a teacher, I'm telling you, one of I them. I feel attacked because I'm still on Sesame <laughs> Street. What was no, that no, no. again? Tell so me one more time. Number blocks. Number okay. blocks and alpha <laughs> blocks. So it is they whoever made it, they are educational geniuses because what this show is like so basically they have turned letters and numbers into superheroes. So you so kids feel like they're watching one of these superhero shows, but really they are They are showing you how to count, add, subtract, so it gets, with every episode, it gets more complex. In the beginning, you're just doing letters, and then sounds, and then words, and then sentences. So each episode gets more and more complex, but they do it in such a way that you feel like you're watching like, you know, like Power Rangers, because the the actual numbers and the letters. So there's two separate shows, number blocks and then there's an alpha blocks that they they take on the persona of like different um like I said superheroes, but it's so, so well done and the repetitiveness. I mean, I like I'm I'm picking up everything they're putting down. I'm like, "Ooh, like M- Amelia when she was 3 just like a, a few months ago. Do you know how hard a concept it is for a kid to understand zero? Like think about that, Manny. Like how do you explain zero to a 2-year-old or a 3-year-old?" Well, and on so Sesame Me Street. They show yeah. you that cookie has no cookies. I can tell you. <laughs> and that's, but it's still really hard of a concept because kids understand yeah. numbers. And so the other day I was saying something. Amelia was like, I'm sad. There's zero. There's zero left. I looked at her like, my sister was like, girl, that damn alpha black, those damn number blocks. But I just, I share that, that because it's been such a great, you know, in the world where, where I, I get it. Like she, my sister used to be really big on like, you know, not too much screen time. Oh girl, pandemic. It was like, where are your number blocks? <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yes. So I was like, you know, and tell her to
0: check out the guy on on YouTube who excavates for a living, Ooh. which is where you just dig up dirt and move it to other places. Hypnotizes my child. Ooh, when send me a link because she's. Always I looking. will. She's I always don't know who looking. it is. I used to roll my eyes, but I will walk in the living room, and my husband always watches this guy. And he and Rio are on the couch, just dead staring, watching this <laughs> guy dig up gravel, and it goes a full hour. My toddler did not move. I don't know if he's learning anything, (laughs) but he likes to, he screams at equipment now when he sees
1: it on the side of the road. I love it. That means he's recognizing it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just, I honestly just think that like, there's just some shows that are so well done and that is number blocks and alpha blocks there. Like I started following them on Insta just to be like, thank you so much. (laughs) for All that you've taught my niece and nephew. It's just (laughs) great programming, but um, no. (sighs) <sighs> like it's protect I, that one. The force <laughs> is strong with him. I, I told my sister, I'm like, girl, we will all be working for his whatever company. But um, Mimi keeps it spicy. She keeps she it like, does, she you know, does, yes. she's like, that's dude, we, that's what we call Amelia Mimi. She keeps it all the way spicy. Like, girl, she'd like, Roman, we're here to have fun. You and this, she does like <laughs> alpha blocks too, but she definitely is the he's the Chucky and she's the Tommy of um, of a uh, Rugrats, like you know. Yeah exploratory, having a good time. And Roman's like, oh, I guess. And like, literally he'll build a thing and she will just be like, I'm going to tip it over. Okay, Roman? He's like, don't. She's just Aww. like, oh, yeah. Yin and yang. Like, <laughs> Exactly. No, but I'm just, Yin I'm just honestly, it was nice to have like you like here in my space. I'm like, oh, I just fit right in. It was just like nice just to like hang out. I'm like, oh, on the couch, just talking like adults and having a good yeah. time.
0: It was yeah. a very warm and beautiful homey you know i loved it i feel mm, like you know you. it was it 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 filled my cup as they Aww. say <laughs> um fill my cup up and i was really low that day so um thank you thank you again and to your sister tracy and to superman i hope his movie theater uh in the basement is coming along yes. well Um excited to hit him up at the twin is that what the speakeasy is called yeah twins place Twins Place. Okay. Twins Place. The speakeasy. Yeah. The That's going to be fun. All right. Well, I hope we can do it. I'm like, when am I going to see? Whatever. You guys will see the pictures. So I guess I'll see you again in six years, Tiffany. No. Next <laughs> we'll see <you> Update. <laughs> Hopefully another time. All right, y'all. Well, take care. Have a good week. Check us out on Thursday with the 19th. Yes. Hit up our show notes to register. It's free. Mm-hmm. So show up and show out for BA. Happy holidays, BA fam. Thank you for joining us as we looked back at some of our favorite Brown Ambition conversations from the past year. Check back in with us soon as we take on a brand new year and bring you everything you need to know so you can take control of your financial and professional future on your own terms.